clinical Pop. clinical Population. Population. Clinical. Population. Population. Clinical. Population. Alright, hello everybody. My name is Gabby Danson. I'm Allison Rogers. And welcome to Clinical Populations. <laughs> where we introduce music therapists to new bops and introduce new bops to music therapy. And for those that don't know, um, bop is slang for a song that's just really cool. Um, it's a bop has been thrown around a lot. <laughs> it has, yeah. And, um, and we were like, oh my gosh, what a play on words. Yeah. Population, population. Yeah. So, um, while it might not be the most professional uh, thing, we just yes. think it's a really awesome play on words. Yeah. And um, we're just being creative, and that's what music therapists do. That is a huge part of our job. <laughs> <laughs> um, so both of us are music therapists. We're both currently based out of Dallas. Dallas, yeah. Yeah, Dallas, Dallas area. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, a little bit about myself. My name is Gabby Banzen, and I got my undergrad in music therapy from Georgia College and State University. Go Bobcats. <laughs> <laughs> and I uh, moved over to Dallas, specifically Denton, Texas, to Texas Women's University, where I got my master's in music therapy. I have worked uh, in mental health um, with special needs, uh, with the geriatric, pro- geriat- geriatric populations. <laughs> that word always messed me up when I was in school. Like, it was, <laughs> it's just a weird word to say. <laughs> um, so uh, so I've pretty much worked um, in almost every population except for hospice and um, I currently work doing performance-based music therapy with youth and adults with special needs um, but I do have a special heart for mental health and working with adolescents mm-hmm. um, so in addition to music therapy I am also a songwriter I released an EP two years ago. Um, primarily, that was Christian music. Um, however, I do write all sorts of music. I helped co-write a musical. Uh, Which is super cool. <laughs> it was great. It was great. Um, and uh, I had never done that before, so that was really cool, getting out of my comfort zone. Um, I also like to help people songwrite, so I love collaborating with people, and I just think it's a bunch of fun. Yeah, um, so Allison, who are you? (laughs) Who am I? Um, So my name is Allison Rogers. Um, I am a music therapist. I got my undergrad at Texas Women's University. Go Pioneers. Go Pioneers. Um, And I am actually going to be starting my master's degree here in the near future. Um, So I'm super excited about that. Did you guys hear that? What? <laughs> I'm getting a dual degree. I think I'm slightly insane, Ooh. but I'm very excited. Um, I love school, so I'm very excited to get back into that. But um, I've worked in a lot of different populations. I did my internship in the school district, and so my first job was within um, the school setting. Um, but I also did hospice. I've also done performance-based music therapy. I have taught um, adapted lessons as well as neurotypical lessons. Um 
I have choreographed, I have directed, I have music directed, done <laughs> all everything. kinds of things. Um, I've also written a play, what? which uh, yes, so oh which will be uh, put on here pretty soon this week. So I'm wow. very very excited about that at the um, place where I work. Right now, I work with adults uh, with intellectual disabilities um, at a vocational and continuing education program, which is pretty much one of the first of its kind it's it's college for these adults um that's awesome it's super cool great program um but yeah I, i'm also taking classes on becoming a perinatal music therapist because that's that's where my true love is i love moms i love babies um and i, I want to help couples who are having um fertility issues so what better way than to use music for that yeah yeah. Um, I'm also a singer-songwriter. I released my first EP five years ago this October, wow. which is crazy. Yeah. It's before I even got into music therapy or pursued <laughs> a degree, so it's funny to listen to it. Um, but yeah, that's that's a little bit about me. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Well, so we are your co-hosts for this podcast, and um, we're hoping eventually to have rotating co-hosts, but for now... Um, you're stuck with us. Yeah, you're stuck with us. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this podcast is called Clinical Bopulations, um, and it started off as an idea. Um, I have friends that run other podcasts, and um, I am a rotating co-host on a podcast called The Threshold. So shout out The Threshold. Check it out. We're plugging other things already. I was say, already plugging. <laughs> um, so um, I've just, I've recently got into podcasts um, because my commute to work is kind of long. And although obviously I love music, sometimes you just need something different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I used to commute a lot and podcasts were my savior because sometimes, I'm sure you guys would agree with this, sometimes you just don't want to listen to music after work. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you're like, I just need to hear people speaking or silence. Yeah. So podcasts, audiobooks, great, yeah. great stuff. Yeah. So um, I was like, man, you know, I would love to create a podcast, but what should I make it about? I, mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, so I was talking with a friend of mine and we were just spouting out ideas. And one of them was a podcast where we talk about songwriting. Um, or how to use people's songs. So um, I kind of ruminated on that for a little bit, and then I asked Allison if she wanted to come on board. Yeah, and yeah. the crazy thing was I had already been thinking about doing it because there really aren't very many music therapy podcasts. Mm-hmm. Um, when I went to go search for some to listen to in the car, I was like, well, okay, there's nothing out here. So <laughs> yeah, what can we do to help that? Mm-hmm. So here we are. Yeah, there's a lot of like research-based ones. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's there's some people that are, some music therapists out there that are uh, creating their own podcasts, which are, which are really great. Yeah. Um, but we figured that a uh, podcast, a podcast, <laughs> we figured that a podcast specifically um, devoted to singer-songwriters um, is something that hasn't... Uh, really been done or addressed before. Yeah, no. Yeah. There's not yeah. a lot of like song analysis uh, things out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Specific genre. Yeah. 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 So our goal is to introduce you guys to singer-songwriters you may have never heard before and also to introduce singer-songwriters to the world of music therapy and that their songs can have an even larger impact than they already have. Mm-hmm. Um, and um also, our goal of this podcast is for you to have something to listen to while you're driving and not to make it too long and um, also to make it fun. 
Yeah, yeah. You know. Um, I mean, if our name of our podcast isn't any indication of, <laughs> yeah, of uh, <laughs> we like to have fun. Yes, we, we like to have fun. Um, Research-based fun. Yeah, research- <laughs> as evidenced as by evidenced by <laughs> AEB. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, this is just um, a, a podcast for you guys to enjoy. Um, also, even we are music therapists, uh, but we'd like to say that anything that is said on here um, doesn't directly represent the views of the American Music Therapy Society or the Certification Board of Music Therapists. While uh, we love our job and we love these organizations, um, we are also our own people. Yes. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we, we do not speak for the AMTA or CBMT. Yes. We love you. Yes, we love you. Yes, and we love all music therapists. Yes. <laughs> um, okay, so um, let's get, you know, now that you know about the podcast itself, let's talk about um, how songs are actually used in music therapy. So there are four main methods um, that music therapy has kind of been uh, divided into, and it's receptive, recreative, improvisation, and composition. So... Um, Allison, do you want to talk about uh, some of those methods? Yeah, so um, a receptive method is when you are helping a client through music listening. So this can be um, GIM, if you're trained in guided imagery and music. Um, this can be relaxation, it can be mindfulness, or it could just be listening to a song um, in a group setting and sharing why that song is meaningful to the therapist or the client. Um, and the other one is recreative, so that could be um, something as like, piggyback songwriting so taking a song that's already written um and filling in the blank with things that are meaningful to the client or it could be um the music therapist uh recreating the song using uh live music so instruments and voice Mm -hmm. cool um and improvisation is basically what it sounds like (laughs) it's improvising with instruments um um, either as individuals or as a group um and yeah you're just playing um and then composition is also what it sounds like you're composing songs Mm -hmm. sometimes it's uh based off of a song that you heard receptively um sometimes it's just you um just going for it and just creating music and um the goals behind both improv or and composition kind of meld into each other um because uh, the way you do both of those things are really similar. You're just playing music and you're creating music. Um, so improv and composition is oftentimes used for um, self-awareness, uh, emotional expression, and um, a bunch of other things. Mm-hmm. Or just so. active music making, just mm-hmm. getting them to participate in, a, in an activity. Musicking. Musicking. I love it. Guys, that's, that's a word. If you didn't know that, um, it's been used a lot. Uh, active music making, also known as musicking. Mm-hmm. It's one of my favorite words. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a cool word. So um, we're going to give you a little short example of what the, our episodes are going to be like. Um, and for this first episode, we're going to use a song that everybody knows and is <laughs> on public domain. <laughs> Alouette. <Yay. laughs> um, so let's listen to Alouette really quick and then we'll go at it. Alouette, gentil 
alouette, alouette, je t'y flammerai. Alouette, gentil alouette, alouette, je t'y flammerai. Je t'y flammerai la tête, je was Alouette and so that's a popular French Canadian children's song and it's actually about plucking feathers from a lark it's <laughs> very it's very scary it's scary it's very yeah scary. it's because the, the the lark was very loud when it was chirping and woke everyone up so the children are like let's pluck its feathers um so that meeting is, is kind of meaning that meaning is kind of morbid um so it's a French song um, but it's well known among like everybody. Um, so the reason why it's so famous in the U.S. and is used in a lot of um, a lot of things is uh, because um, when during World War One, when the Marines and um, other soldiers were you know across the pond mm-hmm. in in France, um, they they heard it and they learned it and they loved it, so they took it home and passed it on to their children and their grandchildren and. Now it's just, you know, one of the most common um, lullabies used. Yeah. And I love using these um, simple folk songs um, and piggybacking off of them because the melodic phrasing is very easy and it's super familiar. Um, The client may not necessarily know what they're listening to, but they go, ah, I know that melody. What is that? Um, And so I use it for reality orientation type songs. Um, I've written um, like days of the week songs or memorizing personal information um, or even as a transition song because it is so familiar. You can just put a simple phrase like um, today is Tuesday tomorrow is Wednesday that kind of thing Um, and they're going to be able to sing it back with you because they are very familiar with it it's a common melody Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Uh, I would use it as an uh, improvisation activity. Well, first starting it as a recreative activity and then going to improvisation uh, in a drum circle. So I'd have someone play the melody on a glockenspiel and have the rest of the group keep a steady beat. Beat? Beat. Oh my gosh, I can't speak. (laughs) This is why I'm a music therapist. Um, I would have them... Uh, yeah, recreate the song melodically uh, on the glockenspiel and then um, rhythmically on the drums. Um, and then after they've gotten used to it for a while, we just go into an improvisation activity and just um, play whatever, keep it on the same key. But, I mean, we can change the tempo, the volume, um, and everything else about it as we see fit. Um, with the goals of it just being a stress reliever and also um, for like social and communication because you have to mm-hmm. listen to each other and to, to know when it's your turn to play or when you need to cut mm-hmm. out and things like that. Yeah, it's good uh, attention to task and uh, following directions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that is a little example of what's um, our episodes are going to be like. Thanks to um, whoever wrote Alouette for writing it. So that is the kind of the formula for a clinical population. So if you know of any um, songwriters that would like to share their songs for free and get some PR, um, have them reach out to us. We have a Facebook page. Also, um, as we're sharing our songs and having discussions about how to use them um, clinically, we want you as music therapists or even non-music therapists to share what you would use these for um, because what I mean we're super creative why not share um, where we're coming from our per- different perspectives mm-hmm. cool yeah yeah so that's clinical populations I hope you enjoyed it and we can't wait to be with you guys again for our next episode thanks guys all right bye bye Oh,